0: You're listening to The Intentional Podcast, co-hosted by Caitlin and Mackenzie. We hope you enjoy today's intention. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome to The Intentional Podcast. We are... So excited because we have not one, but two guests with us tonight. (laughs) Yes, I know. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Julie and Kendra. Um, Kristen is here with us in spirit. Um, Kristen is Kendra's sister, Um, could not be with us to record tonight, but uh, so happy that she was willing to. And, you know, I'm excited to hear from Julie and Kendra about uh, maybe some of Kristen's input on in things too, because uh, Kendra, you will especially <laughs> know some things that she might have in mind. Um, but for for those of you that don't know our guests, um, this kind of trio here uh, has written a series of books on kindness, generosity, failure, struggle, loss, kind of a longing for true friendship, um, and that unwavering desire intentionally through all of it. Um, so they kind of invite others to join in, in that conversation through what they call the Ruth experience, um, which is a growing online community for women Woohoo, go women. (laughs) Um, and it's kind of where, you know, women could come together and really just share their stories and really be intentional with listening to one another and being supportive and just gain encouragement and kind of find that belonging and sense of, um, being so We are so thrilled to have you ladies here with us tonight. Um, We're really going to be talking about handling conflict within friendship better. Uh, You know, Caitlin and I have done a few episodes on friendship. So I think this is going to be amazing to really kind of round out the different topics we've touched on. So I will turn it over to Julie and Kendra, whoever wants to go first to kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Mm -hmm.
1: Sure. So uh, Julie and I have actually been writing together for since 2013. So about 11 years now. Um, And like you said, we've written on several different topics. Um, For us, we love the idea of being intentional. um, And we love the idea of giving people practical tools and tips and things that they can use in their everyday lives. And so like you said, tonight, we're going to be talking about friendship and conflict and friendship and things like that. And so um, this is kind of exciting for us because this is what we we really love to do, is to help people to have better relationships with one another um, and as women, as friends. And so um, thank you so much for having us tonight.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess um, I'll chime in. So Kendra and I have been writing since 2013, but we've known each other since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So 2000s. um it's crazy. I know. I'm like um we're not Don't age old. us, Julie. I'm Don't age I apologize. us. Okay, we've known each other for 3 years. Oh right. Um, yeah. yes. <laughs> but so we've done a lot of life together. You know, we didn't just meet and we're like, "Hey, let's write books together." We met in our early 20s and we did a tremendous um, a tremendous amount of life together. Um Before we started writing books. And of course, Kristen was a part of all of that as well. So um, when we're talking, we're talking both as uh, people who've been writing books, but people who've had to live it and have walked it out. Yep. (laughs)
3: Amazing. I just love um as Mackenzie and I have started to grow our friendship it's so cool like when people enter in different seasons of your life and to have those friendships that you've had through many seasons like that really um is a testimony there to just like how well you guys have worked at your relationship um but obviously throughout that sometimes there's those struggles um so maybe could you speak on like how you've resolved conflict um, maybe within like a sibling friendship uh for Kendra and Kristen but then also in a just a friendship um that's not a relative um whoever wants to chime in there
1: well i think it's a it's a little bit different when you're looking at those two things partly because you with a sibling you're going to have much a much greater history there and then also there's the added—I don't want to say pressure—but there's the the also the idea that this is a person that you're going to be seeing at holidays, and you know that that's really going to be a part of your life because they're a part of your family um, forever. And so, I think in some ways it looks a little bit different when you have that kind of thought in the back of your mind. But a lot of times the the way that we approach um, conflict can be very similar. You know, it's it's one of those things where I think whether it's a sibling or a friend, I'm going to approach it um, by talking about, by coming at it, by talking first about where I'm coming from and how I'm feeling. Um, I find that that is a better way to start than accusing someone of something. And so taking out kind of that defensiveness um, and first just coming at it from, hey, I felt really like hurt when this happened and, and kind of first starting there, because I feel like that sort of invites the other person into a conversation um, as well. And so I think, you know, that would be something that I would say is pretty similar between the two scenarios um, and then kind of going from there. I think it's interesting though, because personalities can be so different amongst people and like sibling mm-hmm. personalities versus friend personalities can be very different. And so being mindful of, um, you know, who it is that you're approaching and, and how much you want to maybe share um, is kind of dependent almost on how comfortable you are feeling safe with the other person. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that can be true of a sibling or a non-sibling. And so I think that it's, I think it's okay to think about all of these things prior to just going in and addressing conflict. Um, It's not something that we have to just go, okay, I have to deal with this right now, but to give ourselves some time and space to think about (coughs) what do I want to share? What, what would be helpful here? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, how do I feel about this person and what I would be sharing with them. Because conflict, it can put us in a very vulnerable spot. Mm -hmm. And so I think being mindful of the other person um, can really make a difference when we're looking at how do we want to go about doing that.
3: Sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Julie, what I do you would- want to add? Because you have, I, I'm thinking about it because Julie has, not to call them out, but Julie has brothers. And so I'm just okay. thinking like that's different than when it's she comes totally to me. <laughs> fair,
2: fair. I was thinking about that too. Um, it also depends on your family of origin and how you've handled conflict in your family growing up. Um, and And if you've triangulated, so I have two siblings. And that means that we, um, for a while, because we didn't really realize that that maybe wasn't super healthy, would triangulate one another. So I would talk to this brother about what's going on over here and we talk to this brother about what's going on over here and, and. I've, of course, you know, you, you mature and then you're like, oh, maybe that isn't the best way to handle it. Maybe I need to go directly to that one person and leave this person out of it over here. (laughs) So I I think you also have to think very carefully about that. Like what, how have we handled conflict growing up? What was our home life like? Um, I've also realized that my brother's experience in our household was very different than my experience in our household. I was about four years older and I was the girl. And we had, like, if you listen to stories of our growing up, there's definitely similarities, but there's some pretty significant differences there, too. And so I would second what Kendra says. Um, First of all, you probably should not be handling conflict when you're really hot and when it's fresh and emotions are running high. But I would Mm -hmm. say, especially with family, give it a moment, think about it, pray about it, um, and be smart about how you approach people
0: based on all of those. Aspects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think too, just from <clears throat> like a personal standpoint, I have just one sister, she's older, she's six years older, and we're best of friends. But a lot of times, because we're so close, um, we feel comfortable with each other, good and bad. And I think that's definitely something to keep in mind as well. Because I always try to remind myself and her and our mom and even other friends or relatives, you never want to take it to a place that you can't come back from. Um, so I really think to your guys's point of taking that intentional time to sit with how you're feeling, you know, let it resonate a little bit and then take action on it. Um, I think is nothing but a good thing because you don't want to rush into something that is uh, detrimental
3: for sure. Right. <laughs> I agree (laughs) and I like what you said there Julie about how like your siblings uh, probably had different feelings about growing up in their mm-hmm. uh, story as well. And I have a younger brother. And so just having that dynamic of seeing how, when we were growing up, maybe we weren't the best of friends and then how that has translated as we have become adults and how we can like rely on each other more and go to each other for certain things. So it is definitely a different dynamic between brothers and sisters and younger oh, brother and sure. all that, so. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting to see pan out too, because Caitlin and I, like I'm the younger one in
0: my siblingship. She's the older one. So it's cool to kind of just talk through what that's like even with my husband, my husband's the oldest of four. So that's really cool to kind of just see different perspectives. And, you know, in your guys's resolution of conflicts, whether it's with, you know, a relative or not, do you ever find that there's a time where maybe you should just let something go or do you find that it is necessary to address every conflict?
1: <laughs> I think you definitely have to let things go sometimes. You like Elsa, and I,
0: right? Yes, go. You,
1: do, you do for sure. And I think it kind of depends on what it is. Um, cause there are times like, I'll just use Julie and I as an example, cause she's on here with me, but there are times where maybe she says something or I say something And it is something that I could be like, well, I could bring this up, but it's only happened once. And is this something, you know, if you think about the other person and is this something that's typical of them or is this just not? And if it's not something that's ongoing, that's repetitive, I feel like I'm going to believe the best about Julie because I know that she loves me and she cares about me and she wouldn't intentionally ever hurt my feelings. And so if it's something like that, where it's like a one-off and you're just like, I can let that go, you know? And I think there are other times though, where maybe a behavior or words that are spoken become repetitive. And I think that that would be a time to be like, okay, maybe this is something we need to address because it's continuing to happen. It's not just a one-time And maybe the other person doesn't know, you know, that what they're doing is causing distress in you or conflict or you don't like it. And so I think that there's, there's, that's kind of one thing that I do is go, okay, first of all, did this person intend for this to come across this way? And sometimes even if they didn't, we still need to talk about it because maybe it was hurtful. Right. But the second thing is, is this repetitive because Let's be honest. I mean, we're all healthy and unhealthy in certain ways. And so all of us have the potential to hurt another person, either intentionally or unintentionally, and they us. And so if you're going to be in relationship, I think long-term, those are kind of things, relationship with anyone, um, those are kind of things that you have to kind of weigh out Mm -hmm. and and decide. And I, I don't know. I mean... I feel like the older I get, too, the more I'm willing to speak up. I think when I was younger, I was much more like, "Oh, I should just keep the peace all the time." But keeping Mm -hmm. the peace doesn't necessarily mean not speaking up about something that to be addressed. In fact, sometimes, yeah, sometimes keeping the peace is saying we need to talk about this so that we can kind of air and, and get rid of what's been between us. For
3: sure. Right. So it doesn't continue to fester and then create exactly. like inner thoughts that are just as bad as if you would have said them out loud. So, right. Right. Yes. And I think, Kendra, you make a great point too about confronting that
0: person about maybe their behavior, or what they said or did, because maybe they don't even realize how they came across. And I think mm-hmm. that's something Caitlin and I are definitely similar in is that, you know, we. Um, not only, you know, hear somebody's tone, but how they're delivering what they're saying and the words they're using. Um, So people might just have some habitual use of different terms or a way of coming across that they might not even realize is, you know, difficult to absorb as someone else. So I think that's a great point too, is always starting off with, Hey, you know, this might not be how you intended it to come across, but as your friend, as your family, this is how I interpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you okay. could always be on the same page moving forward. Right.
1: right. Exactly.
2: Well, you and you might be at a different season of your life. If I had to, mm-hmm. um, and I think I can share this, um, without any trouble. I called my brothers up this summer because my children are the oldest on my side of the family and I have teenagers and their children are much, much younger. Um, and I, and my children are the youngest on my husband's side of the family. So I have nieces Mm -hmm. that are young adults and then there's my kids. And so I was on, on my side of the family, we were running into situations where, um, my siblings and their families were treating my kids like the ages of their kids. And so oh, mm-hmm. and they just and they didn't and and this is why I can share it. It just it right. wasn't intentional. It was just a life stage and they had not yet experienced teenagers. And so I made a phone call. They live far away. So I did not send a text. <laughs> yeah. I did not send an nice. email. <laughs> I made a phone call and I said, Hey, I just want to give you some background because as the aunt of young women. I want to tell you, you know, what's coming and what my kids are going to be like when you see in the summer it made all the difference in the world.
0: That's but awesome.
2: I just needed to have that conversation though. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they just weren't there yet.
0: They just absolutely. There. And that method of communication, I think is so important. Julie, you make a great point of sometimes you need to pick up the phone and call so that person can hear your words and listen to your tone. Because I'll tell you, I am an emoji, like grammar, exclamation mark, texter. And if I'm not, like, if that's not being reciprocated to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? They hate me. Why are they mad at me? So I definitely look into stuff like that. Yes. Yes.
2: I think they say 80% of our communication is non- is nonverbal.
3: Yeah. Which is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> You both kind of touched on it a little bit in explaining like how you've gone to people or have worked um, with your relationships in the past. But uh, when do you think it's beneficial to bring those third parties in um, when trying to resolve conflict? Like, do they have to know you personally? Like, there's so many different dynamics to that as well, obviously. So have Mm -hmm. you guys had to experience anything like that?
1: Yeah, I would say, so I have a background in, um, as a clinical social worker. So I would say ev- even, within my extended family context, we have had times where we've had to bring in like a therapist or counselor, um, or if you have, you know, a pastor or somebody in your life, there are, I think sometimes situations where maybe two people are, are coming very hurt from a, from a position, very hurt, or maybe it's been a longstanding issue. I'm thinking, especially like within a family setting where going into a space where somebody else can be an outside source to sort of navigate those feelings and emotions and kind of, um, help control the situation in a way and, and bring some clarity. I think sometimes that's not a bad thing. And in Mm -hmm. fact, that can be a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if both people are kind of open to that. And I think to be honest, that's probably the bigger issue is that oftentimes in relationships where we can have ongoing conflict, maybe you're kind of seeing the issue, but the other person might not want to deal with it, or they want to avoid it, or they just want to forget about it. And so I, my experience has been that a lot of times getting two people to that point where you're like, let's deal with this is, is the hardest part <laughs> because conflict is not something that's easy. I mean, mm-hmm. for any of us, I, w- I would say even myself, like conflict's not something it's that's easy to deal with. Um, there are times I want to avoid it. And so I understand where people are coming from, especially if they're listening to this episode, they're like, I do not want to deal with conflict in my life at all. None of us do. Let me just say that, like, that's totally normal. And none of us do. But um, when you start to work through conflict in relationships that you know are valuable for you and that um, it Mm -hmm. just creates a deeper connection, I think, with people when we're willing to do that. Mm
2: -hmm. But but the
1: other person has to be willing as well.
2: I will say I have a good friend and she was trying to navigate a conflict with one of her parents and knew that she wasn't going to be able to haul her parent into. And so she just went on her own and talk to a therapist, and got some ideas, no. and got some tools, and then could—I mean, because Kendra, you're to your point. That's the best. Um, that's like the number one, right? Yes. Like the gold star way to handle it. But right. if you're if you're in a situation and you just know that the other person will not engage, mm-hmm. um, th- it can be really, really useful just to get some tools. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm kind of one sided in this, how do I manage it? And how do I manage somebody's behavior? And, and then what are my options? Um, my friend thought that helped her and her dad's relationship and her dad didn't even know she'd ever gone to therapy
1: to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's really cool. I'm so glad you bring that up, Julie, because I think that's a perspective that a lot of our listeners might not even have considered, you know, it's like, Oh, well, we kind of have to both work it out and both figure it out. But <clears throat> excuse me, you guys, to everyone's, you know, thought there with Julie's point is like, you can go and arm yourself with those tools and get those resources to try and approach the situation as best as you can. Um, It was kind of funny when Caitlin and I were getting, you know, questions together for this episode and just talking through our own personal conflict stories. I brought up the fact that with my sister and I, it was to a point where Um, we had this big trip coming up as a sister trip. It was like our first time doing something like that together. And we were butting heads a lot. And so my mom actually, um, called me out of school and she called my sister off work and she sat us down in the living room. And she's like, you girls are not leaving this room until we figure this out. Um, Mm -hmm. if you couldn't tell, the three of us are very close. Um, but the way we got there is we actually... (laughs) We played a game. So there was so much tension and so much seriousness between why we were butting heads that we played the game where you put that thing in your mouth that like makes you smile. And then you have to try reading a sentence and someone guesses what you're saying. And just knowing the kind of people my sister and I are, my mom knew, okay, this is going to break them. This will be that one thing that will get them to start talking. And sure enough, it did. It lightened the mood and it got us to a point where Okay, we could talk through it. And we had an amazing girls' trip. So I think that is a really cool example of a different approach, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. it's not gonna be a parent or you know, a mm-hmm. grandparent or someone you're related to, but I think if we're intentional about caring enough about these relationships mm-hmm. and wanting to make them work, um, conflict will be resolved. I always mm-hmm. tell Caitlin, I was like, Caitlin, I love you. And if a friend loves you enough, they're going to care enough about getting past something. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think it's important to remember that like, we can't change the other person. So like getting those tools to do for ourselves, like that's the best we can do in those situations and just be patient and uh, forgiving and graceful towards the other people. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, (laughs) and one thing we don't talk about, I mean, we celebrate friendship and we make it sound really, really easy. And like, it's just effortless. And so you see, you know, the girls trip pictures and it's great, (laughs) friendships are relationships and we have to fight for them. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm realizing the older I get, if I have a really, really good friendship, I have to be willing to fight for it. I can't, it would just be a terrible shame if I let it dissolve over something without trying to fix it.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. Amazing. Well, ladies, we have been so happy to have you on our episode and just talk through conflicts, kind of how to handle them. Um, as with all of our guests, we always ask a few concluding questions. Um, so it doesn't have to be related to handling friendships or conflict within those, but we would love for you to share with our listeners something that you're really good about being intentional with, and maybe something that you'd like to be a little bit better about being intentional with. So I will. Hand it over to you guys. <laughs> I know it always stumps, it stumps our guests <laughs> up, especially the what could you be more intentional with one.
1: Well, I feel like it, it's funny because when I look at these questions, it's like, what are you most intentional with is actually what I also have a difficult time <laughs> being intentional
3: with. I, I love it like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, so it's sort of both. So I, I am really, I am really trying to be intentional with, um, friendships and relationships and I'm at a place in my life where I'm realizing it's okay to be vulnerable and to, Mm -hmm. um, to say when you need help. Um, and so I'm trying to be more intentional to lean on the people around me, lean on my friends, lean on, you know, my husband, my family, um, because I feel like as women, you know, we're kind of. or I was fed when I was younger, like to be really independent, which is true. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, I think we're built for relationships and we're meant to be in community with others. And so I am really trying to be intentional in relationships, but the difficult part about that is that I still kind of have a hard time always being completely vulnerable with others. And, um, even when I know it would be good for me, And so that is something that I have a difficult time, but am trying to get better at doing.
0: It's like a two for one special. I love that. I think that's a first, and that's so
1: cool.
2: (laughs) So I'm similar. Um, I'm trying to be intentional and probably also one of my bigger struggles right now, Um, or not struggles, but like where it doesn't always work out, where I was hoping, like, it's like, oh, I still need to do more work on that. um, is keeping margin in my life. So, uh, I, I try to be careful about not getting overscheduled and I've got two teenagers in my house. And so that can be tricky when I'm managing four calendars. Um, and so (laughs) I'll be really good at, I'll be really, really good about it for a while. And I'll be just, you know, just as I'm like starting to cruise along, I'm like, yes, figured out I will then have like six deadlines all within a week and I'll be tearing my hair out and I'll be like how did I even get here I'm so intentional about this like I'm so thoughtful about this what happened and part of it's just life and so there's pieces you can control and then there's pieces where you've said yes to something a year ago and then they're like yeah and it's going to be this week and you're like oh great right right right. (laughs) the week (laughs) that's the week where six other things are also going to happen at the same time thank you for that so um that's my perennial intentionality and also perennial struggle
3: yeah <laughs> love that well thank you both for sharing I mean we love hearing what people are working on and just getting better at because yeah it's a continuous growth chain for humans <laughs> yes. Yes, um absolutely. well Thank you again for joining us. Um, Would you be able to tell our listeners where they can find you and find out more about your books and stuff? Mm
1: -hmm. Sure. So you can find us online at our website at theruthexperience.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at The Ruth Experience. Um, You can find all of our books, all of our resources. We put a ton out there. Um, every month for women just to encourage and offer those practical tips. So find us and follow us. We would love to connect with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This has been awesome. You guys, I'm really excited
3: for our listeners to, uh, just soak it all in. This was great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. course. And to all of our listeners, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. If you're not already, please subscribe to The Intentional Podcast so you never miss an episode. You can connect with us over on Instagram at the underscore intentional podcast or by sending us an email to theintentionalpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to leave a review and join us right back here next week for our next intention.